Welcome to Passion Life Church. Welcome to Passion Life Church this morning. So glad that you're here. Thanks for inviting us into your home on this great Sunday. We're so excited to be with you. I always look forward to spending time with you here. And um, I believe that you're going to get a lot out of this today. God's going to move in your life. Let's believe that together. Listen, I want to let you know that God is moving in our city. We're so excited about that. I want to just keep you updated of what we're doing before we dive into our new series. We have our outreach ministry, which is called, excuse me, is called uh, the Passion Project, and we are going to feed the uh, medical staff at Loma Linda Hospital this Thursday. And all because of your giving, we are actually going to feed um, all of their day staff, um, and we're really excited about that. We're partnering with Lucille's Barbecue. It's going to be an incredible time, and so I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for your giving, but also want to give you this opportunity because another opportunity has come before us to actually provide some meals and say thank you to Rancho Springs Hospital and uh, we could literally provide meals for about 60 people for another $600, $10 a meal. And so I want you to think about that as we prepare to give today our tithes and our offerings. I love what the Message Bible says in Proverbs eleven twenty four. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy get smaller and smaller. Verse 25, it says, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others will be helped. You know, you can be rich and still be stingy, you know, but the generous person, their world becomes larger and larger. And this is what I love because me and my wife, we also give, we tithe, we give our offerings because we want a difference to be made in the world that we live in, in our city, in our state, and in our world. And I want to encourage you today uh, to be a generous person so that your world will get bigger and bigger. You know, we have some giving options today, and maybe, you know, God will speak to your heart today about this extra $600 and blessing Uh, this medical staff at Rancho Springs. And maybe there's one person here that could just say, hey, you know, $600, I'll do that as an offering. And man, we're really excited that this opportunity has been presented to us. And so we want you to think about that, pray about that. Here are giving options today. You can simply text PLC Marietta to 77977. So simple. And it's um, really as as uh, safe as online banking. You can download our app. We're really excited about our new app that is happening. That'll be up pretty soon here, but you can still give right now. You can actually even send us prayer requests through our app. It's awesome. Or maybe you want to write a check and send that. You can simply go to passionlifechurch.com and click on the give button there and it'll come up and there will be an address there where you can send us a check or you can actually give through uh, the uh, computer there on our website. And so I want to I take a moment. Let's just pray over our giving. Can we do that? Because I believe that God is moving in your finances. I want to pray for people who are looking for jobs. Maybe you're, you know, you've lost your job. And, and I want to believe God for the area of finances in your life. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you that you are a generous God, that you give to us, Lord, and you bless us. And you bless us so 
we can be a blessing to other people, our city. Father, we can make a difference. Not just tell them about your love, but show them in demonstration who you are by loving on our city, Father. I thank you for each person today that is being generous and giving of their tithes and their offerings, Lord. Father, I pray that you continue the blessing on their life. Lord, I pray for every single person who has lost their job or is looking for a job. Father, I thank you that they are crowned with favor. Lord, I pray that you would open doors that no man can shut for them in their lives, Father God. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, again, I want to thank you so much for your giving. I'm so excited this morning because we're starting a brand new series that I've simply entitled Rise. Would you say that with me? Say Rise. And I've entitled today in part one, There's a New Version of You. If you have your Bibles, turn to Judges chapter 6, verse 11. I want to encourage you to take some notes today. I really believe God is going to speak to us, especially in this time. Judges chapter 6, verse 11. We're going to look at a, a man named Gideon. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Gideon's a business owner, right? His business is threshing wheat and, uh, and and as a business owner, um, he uh, let me just tell you what threshing wheat is. Threshing wheat is the process of loosening the edible part of the grain from the shaft on the wheat. And so this is what he does. This is his business. But Gideon is going to have to relocate his business because there was some enemies of God's people that had taken over. The Midianites were oppressing God's people. And now God's people weren't following after God. And that's what happened. It opened the door for the enemy to come in. And this is what can happen in our lives when we don't follow after God, right? It allows the opportunity for the enemy to come in. And this is what happens. The children of Israel were not worshiping God. They were worshiping other idols, following their own ideas, own ideologies, right? And I just want to remind us today that the enemy does want to take territory in your life. He wants to take territory in my life. He's looking to do that. And so what happened was when the Israelites planted crops, the Midianites and the Amalekites would come in and they would take all of their crops. So there was lack. They were in a recession. Now, the Bible even says they were in, in poverty and they were hiding out in caves and in mountains because they were in fear of the Midianites, right? And so here is Gideon. He has to relocate his business, right? And uh, he has to relocate his business because his business is deemed non-essential. Come on, somebody. So he's supposed to be threshing wheat outside, but he moves into this little wine press, right? He's got his mask on, but he's like, man, I'm going to keep my business open. Gideon's like, look, I want to be creative, not confined, right? I want this to be a time. I want this time of isolation to be a time of innovation. And so here he is. He is threshing wheat in the wine press. But here's what's about to happen. He's about to have an encounter with God. And Gideon is about to be introduced to a new version of himself. Judges chapter 6, verse 11. It says, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree in Ophrah, Oh, well, I guess Oprah has been around a long time. No, it's not Oprah. It's Oprah. <laughs> that belonged to Joash the Abrazite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. Verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and he said, 
the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. One translation says, mighty man of valor. Verse 13, pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestor told us about when they said, did the Lord not bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you. I want to fast forward real quick into Gideon's future in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32. Gideon actually makes it into what we call the hall of faith and it says this, and what more shall I say for for the time would fail me to tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. They were made strong out of weakness and became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. You know, this word rise has been in my heart for the last month. And when we're first introduced to Gideon, I mean, he's hiding out. He's in fear. And this is what fear will do to you. Fear always causes you to hide. Fear cause you. Fear will cause you to withdraw. Fear will paralyze you. You know, fear causes you actually to begin to question God's power. And fear, here's one of the things that I think we really have to be aware of. Fear places false limits on you. Fear will place false limits on you. But here's what I love about God is God comes to Gideon right where Gideon's at. The Bible says actually that this angel sits under this tree right where Gideon is, right? Now, the Bible says it's the angel of the Lord, and many scholars believe that this is a pre-incarnate Jesus, right? Because it is the angel of the Lord. And so here is God talking through the angel to Gideon right where he's at, right in his fear. God is speaking to him, and God speaks into the situation that Gideon's at. And I want to encourage you today that that God is speaking to you right where you're at. There may be fear in your life. You may have a lot going on. There's circumstances that are contrary to your life coming against you. But I want to tell you that today God wants to speak and directly address those. That's what he does with Gideon. And I love what God says to Gideon. He calls him a mighty warrior. What? Here's a guy who's in fear, sitting under a tree, hiding out, and God says, I'm with you, you mighty warrior. Now, here's the thing, and I love this. Do you know that Gideon's name in the Hebrew actually means warrior? Gideon's name in the Hebrew means to cut down warrior. So God was actually calling him, listen to this, by his true identity. But Gideon is so discouraged, he forgot, he's forgotten who he is. He forgot what his true identity was as a child of God, right? But let me just tell you, this is what discouragement will do, right? Discouragement will come into your life. And let me just give you five ways that discouragement will 
will work because we've got to fight against discouragement. Discourage will want you to be, number one, disheartened. Courage has to do with your heart, right? And usually it's in a situation that you feel is just beyond your control. It's overwhelming. If you look at verse 13, Gideon said to God, he said, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then all has, has all this happened to us? Listen to these words. Let me say it how I, I think Gideon would say it. And maybe you've kind of felt like this, 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 this last couple of, of weeks. Why has all this happened? Why has all this happened? If God is with us, this is so overwhelming. And this is what discouragement will try to do. It will try to get into your heart, right? But can I just be honest with you? God was with them. He was with them. But here's the thing. The people of God weren't with God. God was with them, but they weren't with God right? God never left them. They walked out on God. I love how my pastor tells the story of somebody who came up to him and said, you know, pastor, I just don't feel close to God. And my pastor said, well, who moved? Who was the one that moved? It wasn't God. But see, God was with them, but they weren't with God. And see, after your uh, disheartened. If you don't fight against discouragement, here's number two, you'll get distressed. That just means you'll become distraught. Anxiety begins to set in. You feel like, man, I just can't change this situation. So it begins to affect your confidence. It begins to affect your courage, right? And then after you're disheartened, after you're distressed, here's number three, you get disillusioned. You get disillusioned, disillusioned. Your disappointment actually starts to change, listen to this, the way that you believe, right? Because you're disillusioned. Again, in verse 13, Gideon's like, hey, where is all the wonders? Like, where's all the miracles you told us about? You've abandoned us, God. And I think this conversation is so ironic because Gideon is having a conversation with God and he's telling God how he is abandoned them and yet God is right in front of him, right there, very present in his time of need. And Gideon is disillusioned. And when disillusionment sets in, listen, we start thinking we're alone. We can't do this. There's nobody else. But guess what? God was right there. And I want to encourage you today. God is right then, right there. But you begin to think nothing is going to change. Can I just encourage you? This season is changing. This season is coming to an end. It's going to change. We've got to fight against discouragement. But after disillusionment, here's number four. Here's what discouragement will try to do. It'll make you doubtful. Gideon's like, hey, where's all the miracles? I haven't seen one. Well, let me ask you this, Gideon. How about an angel standing in front of you? Is that not a miracle enough for you? But I mean, this just shows you how discouraged, disillusioned, how doubtful he is that a literal angel is standing in front of him. And I've heard people say this before. Hey, you know, Phil, man, if an angel showed up, I would believe maybe and maybe not. Gideon didn't. 
And actually, I love his humanness because he's still going to need more signs after he sees a freaking angel. Come on, somebody. But here's the fifth thing that doubt tries to do is once you become doubt, I mean, that discouragement tries to do is that you become doubtful. So number five, you become down on yourself. Discouragement has set in to Gideon so much that he's... He, he's so down on himself that he's starting to forget who he is. And listen to this. It's affected his identity now. His name means warrior. And now he's become a wimp because he's so discouraged. But listen, I'm so glad you tuned in today because here's what I want to do. I want to impart courage to you today, right? I'm talking about rising up today, rising in faith, rising in courage, right? Because it's so easy, right, in these last 10 weeks to forget our identity in Christ. And it's so easy to start having a poor self-image right right now and just begin to be so discouraged, delusioned, distressed that we're down on ourselves. Now, can I just be honest with you? There are some people, I think in the last 10 weeks, that you're forgetting who you are. You're forgetting your identity in Christ, right? Well, Pastor Phil, listen, I've lost my job. All right, let me ask you a question. Is that your identity? Are you finding your job, your identity in your job? Oh, this is good this morning, right? Because if you have found your identity in your job, man, we got bigger issues than you even know because we're supposed to find our identity in Christ. But here's the truth. See, the truth is, is that we choose what defines us. Oh, come on, somebody. We choose what defines us. What is going to define you? Are you going to let your past define you, right? Your past Right. This is what Gideon was saying. Where was where was all the miracles? Let me ask you a question. Are you going to let failure define you? Have you failed, Pastor Phil? Absolutely, I have failed. But listen, I'm not a failure. Why? Because I haven't allowed failure to define me. I rise up again, right? The Bible says the righteous falls seven times. But what does he do? He gets back up. What are you going to allow to define you? Are you going to allow your fear to define you? Are you going to allow your fear to define you, right? Let me ask you this. Are you going to allow your family and your friends to define you because this is what Gideon was doing. He actually tells God, he's like, look, God, I'm the weakest in my clan. He had allowed a mentality and a limitation in his mind to begin to define who he was. Are you going to allow circumstances to define you? Can I just tell you this morning that I have made a decision that I have decided that COVID-19 will not define Phil Valdez, that God will define Phil Valdez because God has created Phil Valdez and he speaks his word into my life and I'm going to rise to who God says that I am, right? And this is what's going on with Gideon because here's the truth. God's word will cause the warrior in you to arise. God is always, listen my church family, I want you to understand something about God's word. Sometimes it can be frustrating, 
I can imagine that Gideon sitting under a tree, fearful, wondering where the miracles are at. And then the angel says, you my man of valor, you're going to save Israel. You're going to do it. But you need to understand God's word is always speaking to your potential. God's word is always speaking at the level that you can be at. Whoo, thank you, Jesus. Right? He's speaking to our potential. But listen, this is important. But the way that your potential is released is you've got to put a demand on that potential. And so when the angel is talking with Gideon, he's demanding that Gideon rise up to his full potential. It's time to rise. It's time for what's in you to come out of you. Listen, it's not time for what's in you to stay in you. No, I don't want to die full of potential. I don't want to die with what's in me in the ground. I want what's in me in the potential that God has put in me to come out of me. But here's what has to happen. There needs to be a demand placed on that potential. And that's what God is doing to us today. I feel like that's what he's doing in our church. He's doing it today is a cry for a demand that's being placed on your potential, right? Because I love what God says to Gideon. Listen, the angel says to Gideon, go in this your might and save Israel. Wow. He says, I'm with you, you mighty man, and listen to the words, go in this, your might. In other words, I have put everything you need inside of you to do this, Gideon, but you're going to have to rise up and you're going to have to do it. See, we can sit here and talk about how we have all the potential in the world but if you don't allow that demand to be placed on you, you know what? What's inside you will stay inside you. Listen, the word of God was drawing out what was inside of Gideon. Listen, God's word will always speak to the champion in you. God's word will always speak to who you really are. But let me just say that rising up, Right? When we talk about rising up, means that there would need to be change. There would need to be change. I love this definition of rise. Rise means this to move from a lower position to a higher one. Anybody ready to go higher? Come on, please don't make me do my creed impression of will you take me higher? No, no. Are you ready to go higher? Look what it, it means to move from a lower position to a higher one, to come or to go up. I love this. To get up. An upward movement, upward movement in an instant of becoming higher. For Gideon to rise, he was going to have to change. Ooh, that's not a word we like a lot, especially as you get older, right? And for me in April, I'm going to be 50 years old. Somebody help me, right? But here's what I'm noticing even about myself. I was one time the young guy, the young cat, but as I get older... Oh, change is harder. I like the routine, right? But in the routine, things can get real redundant, right? And ch change is, is challenging. It's challenging for us because we are stepping into something that we've never really done before, right? We have to do things different. We can't do things 
the way we've always done it. We're doing church different the way that we've really never done it before, right? Like we're getting a camera here and I've had to learn, like I'm preaching to a camera. <laughs> it takes faith, right? I had to rise up and go, look, I'm going to, this camera that I'm speaking into right now is going to get saved, right? But with change, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of uncertainty that comes with change. And you know why? Because we can't control it. We don't know what the outcome is, right? And that, that's tough for us when we can't control things because we like to be in control. Yet, can I just encourage you? The truth is, is that change is vital for your growth of life. You know, I know that there's two constants in life. <laughs> One is God and the other is change. And for you and I, let's be honest, life has changed Right, the way that we know that we've known life, it has changed, and that's what happened for Gideon. Right, and believe me, this isn't the way that this isn't the change that I wanted. I know this isn't the change that you wanted to be living in this day, the way that we're living in this day. But see, here's what I believe: as children of God, we should be change masters. Let me say that again. As children of God, we should be change masters. As children of God, we're supposed to go from faith to faith and glory to glory, strength to strength. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Listen to these words. Don't be conformed. Conformity is passivity right? Don't just be passive or you're going to be conformed. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed. That's change. That's the best kind of change, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. You know, as we read God's word, as you get into God's word, it renews your mind. Let me say it this way. It changes the way that you think to the way that God thinks. And here's what I've realized about my own life is that I think too small, right? I think too small when I compare my my thoughts to God's thoughts. His thoughts are so much higher. But as you look into God's word, change is going to happen. You know, that's why some people don't read the Bible because they don't want to change. They think that their life is good. Hey, I'm good. But let me just tell you, when you renew your mind, right, a renewed mind leads to a renewed life. Come on, somebody. A renewed mind leads to a renewed life. And if we'll allow our minds to be renewed, we will live a transformed life. We got to change the way we think. Now, if you won't, if a person, right, won't change, they become complacent. I put in my notes here, complacent people become compromised people. Complacent people become compromised. You know what compromise means? Is that they actually begin to accept lower standards. Ooh, that's good. And can I tell you, any standard is lower if it's not God's standard for your life. I have realized in 49 years of life that God's way is the best way. His standards are the best standards, but I need to change. I don't want to become stuck and stagnant, but if we're going to rise, then there has to be change, right? But you're going to have to decide whether you rise 
or not. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, if we refuse to change, we'll end up in chains. And here's the decision before Gideon. Are you going to rise? Are you going to stay under that tree? Are you going to stay in fear? Are you going to stay hiding, right? But here's what change will do. I love this. Change will introduce you to a new version of yourself. Change will introduce you to a you that you haven't met yet. What do you mean? Well, let me just tell you. When I was single, right, before I had married my wife, Valerie, who's now Valerie Valdez, I was a single guy. But when I met Valerie Valdez, I did not want to be single anymore. And when we got married, guess what? Phil, the husband, was revealed. You know, and then after a year later, we were pregnant with our son, Gavin, who I love so much, who's going to be now 10 years old next week. Gavin, I love you. Happy birthday. But when Val was pregnant, right, and she gave birth to Gavin, guess what? There was a change, and guess who was revealed? Phil the dad. Phil the father, right? Still Phil the husband. Still Phil now the dad. And you know what? I've been pastoring Passion Life Church now for seven years. We're going through COVID-19. There is a shift. There is a change. Guess who's being revealed? Uh Uh-oh, watch out. Here it comes. Phil the author. Yep. Writing a book. It's going to be out in November, right? There is a new reveal coming out. There's a side of me that I've never seen because change is coming. And now Phil, the author, Phil, the husband, Phil, the father, right? Phil, the pastor. And now Phil, the author, look for the book in November. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. But listen, you have a choice. Will you rise? Gideon faced a choice. Will I decide to rise? And thank God he did. And I love Gideon's story because even after the angel, (laughs) he still tells God, like, God, I need a sign. He still needed a sign. I I love it because he's so human, just like you and I, right? He, he, He needs more. And yet, here's what I love about God, is God met him exactly where he was at. Listen, if you struggle with doubt today, I just want to encourage you, talk to God about your doubt. Talk to God. Invite him in that conversation. Say, God, I'm doubting. Listen, I need need your help today, and I want to encourage you. Listen, feed your faith, but starve your doubts. Start and start feeding your faith, right? And God shows him and gives him a sign. And as you know, Gideon decides to, to rise up. He makes it into the hall of faith. But I want to close with these three things that God did for him And I believe, I've read this story so many times, and obviously I only have a little bit of time to highlight aspects of his life, but I felt so impressed this week as I looked at the three things that God did for Gideon, and here's what I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe that God is going to do those three things for me. He's going to do these three things for our church and for your life personally, because here's the deal. Gideon didn't know that God was going to do these three things. He just had to rise up, right? 
And here's the first thing that God did. God already had the right strategic partners in place to help Gideon accomplish his future. Let me say it this way, accomplish the victory. See, by Gideon rising up, we know that he inspired 30,000, over 30,000 men to rise up as well. Now, the Midianite army had 135,000 men. So even that ratio, 35,000 to 135,000, I do not know that I would want to go into battle that way. And yet, when he rose up, listen to this, there would be other people that would rise with him. You need to know that when you rise up, you do not rise alone. Actually, God had to tell Gideon, listen, 32,000 men is way too much because if you go into battle with 32,000 men, you guys are going to think you accomplished the victory. You're going to think you're all that in a bag of chips. No, I want to get glory out of this fight. So God whittled it down. Listen, and when Gideon rose up, I want you to hear this and be encouraged by this. God is already working strategic friendships, strategic partnerships. For those of you that are in business, if you'll rise up and not withdraw, if you will get up and rise up, God is preparing strategic relationships to help you accomplish the future and the victory that He wants you to have. When you rise up, you don't rise alone. Listen, we weren't made for isolation. Together, when we come together, our reach is longer. Yeah, our reach is stronger. You know, I think about over seven years ago, this year, Passion Life Church is celebrating its seventh year. And we haven't had a chance to party yet. And we're going to party, right? Because we had everything planned and with COVID. But I believe as we move forward in the fall, we're going to celebrate our seventh year. But when we, before we moved to Marietta in El Paso, Texas, we were praying. I was a youth pastor for about 11 years, an incredible church. We were praying about starting this church and we believe that God had planted us in Marietta and the Temecula area and we moved seven years ago and I'll never forget this our first taco night right we had a taco night we didn't know who was going to come we knew one family and they had invited some friends and I'll never forget that day I shared vision with about 15 people and there was a young lady there. Her name was Inez Perez. What a cool name is that, huh? Inez Perez. Kind of, I just love that. And I remember after I shared vision, we started talking. And uh, I asked her what she thought. She said, well, the vision wasn't all that great, but the tacos were good. <laughs> she didn't say that. She said, and I want you to hear this. She said, after you shared the vision, she said, me and my family had been praying for a church like this. Man, I'll never forget those words because I wasn't even here yet and she was praying for a church. And this is what happened with Gideon. The, the, the children of Israel were so tired of being oppressed by the Midianites. They began to pray. And what God did is he chose a person. That's usually what he does. 
He'll choose a person. I believe he's choosing you today. And you know, for seven years, Inez Perez has been faithful to our church. I mean, this I, I've never met another faithful, a person so faithful. She'll call me sometimes and she'll just be like, hey, Phil, you know, um, we didn't tithe this week because my, my husband's on vacation. I'm like, you don't need to call me and tell me about that. That's between you and the Lord. But for seven years, she's been at Passion Life Church serving faithfully. What's my point? My point is that even before we moved, when we decided to rise up, God was already preparing, come on, strategic people to be involved in the vision of Passion Life Church. And let me say, he will do the same for you because that's what he did for Gideon. And you may be looking for a job. You may be a businessman today and you're like, man, I need the right partners. Well, you rise up. You rise up in faith. And can I tell you that God will strategically bring partners into your Alive. I believe that as you rise, just like with Gideon, relationships will rise with you. Are you hearing this? Are you getting this right? Listen, relationships that will rise with you, not relationships that are going to hold you back. Not people in your life that are going to be fearful, but people in your life that are going to be full of faith. Because the Bible says that when you walk with the wise, you become wise. If you walk with fearful people, you become fearful. You'll become fearful, right? And I want to encourage you that when Gideon stood up, people were inspired. Listen, mom. Listen, dad. Your kids are watching how you handle this. Your kids are looking at you. If you are in fear, fear is contagious. They are learning fear from you. But here's the great news. They can learn faith from you. They can learn courage from you, boldness from you, right? I want my son to say, dad and mom are rising up. I want my son to look at us and say, we're champions, right? And I want to be a champion like my mom and my dad. Our lives are being looked at where people are looking and, and, and wanting to see is there hope. And yes, it's Jesus Christ in you that is the hope of glory. God already had the right strategic partners in place to accomplish the future and the victory that he wanted to bring about. Come on, is this good this morning? Come on, if it's good, come on, write in those comments something. If you don't know what to, what to write, just come on, just put some fire in there. Listen, I should have warned you today that this message was going to be fire. I should have warned you, hey, look, take the batteries out <laughs> of your um, your fire detectors because I may have some. You may have some smoke in your house today. But here's number two that God did. God had the perfect resources and tools for Gideon. You know, <laughs> the things that God uses amaze me. He could take something totally natural and make it supernatural, right? I mean, when you read the story, Gideon, you know how they won this battle? I mean, this is crazy, right? They get empty pitchers. They have about 300 guys. And so they get empty pitchers. They get a torch and they get a trumpet. That's not the way I would think about going to the battle. I want an AK-47, man. Give me some real weapons. But here's the point, is that God is preparing resources for you. Yeah. God has the tools for you to rise up and step into what he has for you. The tools will be given to you. And here was the plan. Watch this. 300 men surround 135 
people, this army of Midian, 300 men would surround it. And here's what they would do is they would take those pitchers, the empty pitchers, and they all counted down three, two, one, and they yelled, right, the sword of the Lord and Gideon, and they broke the pitchers, they blew the trumpets, and what happened was the enemy, listen to this, the enemy was so freaked out, the Midianites were so freaked out, they thought there were thousands of people coming against them there was only 300 because when God works right he can take our natural and make it supernatural and watch this here's number three what God did for him God won the battle for Gideon the enemy and the Midianites begin to kill each other they begin to take out their sword and they begin to kill each other and it's all because Gideon chose to rise he chose to say, God, I'm going to follow after you. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to be who you are calling me to be. See, I like saying this. You maybe have heard me say this before, but see, it's not even my responsibility to win the battle. The battle is the Lord's. It's my responsibility to rise. Let me say it this way. My responsibility is to respond God's responsibility is the results. Let me say that again. My responsibility is to respond to what God is saying, right? It's a response, but God's responsibility is the results. I want to encourage you today. The battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Here's what we have to do. We just have to rise because God is looking for somebody to use. He's looking for a vessel. You know, I just kind of look at these three things. It was an empty pitcher and it broke. I really believe that God's looking for broken vessels. Vessels of people who are saying, I, I, I'm not a self-made man. I can't do this on my own, but I'm broken in humility, God. Use me. And they blew the trumpets, they made a sound. He's looking for people who will praise him and acknowledge him. And they held fiery torches. I said last week, God wants to fill us. Today is Pentecost Sunday with his fire, right? God wants to make his ministers flames of fire. And when Gideon decided to rise, he was introduced to a new version of himself, Gideon the warrior. Gideon won, but in reality, God won the battle for him. And I feel impressed today to tell you God wants to win your battles. You got to stop fighting in the natural. See, the fight and the real fight is for our faith. Paul said, I fight the good fight of faith. And if we stay in faith, if we'll rise in faith, we stand, God will, he's looking for people to use. But in all honesty, he wants to fight your battle for you today. And he is fighting for you. I believe there's a new version of you that God is wanting to release. Right outside and on the other side of COVID-19, who are you going to be? Well, I'll tell you what, there's going to be a new version of Phil Valdez that has been affected by change, so affected by God's word, transformed by who he is, that we can rise up. It's time my church family, it's time, my friends, 
It's time to rise up and be the people of God. I want to pray for you today. Would you close your eyes for just a moment? Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I just feel faith stirring up in people's hearts today. Lord, I just come against fear. Lord, fear is a spirit, and it doesn't come from you. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. We don't want to question your power, God. We don't want to question you. We actually want to walk in your power. We want to walk in your presence. Father God, we want to rise up and be the champion that you are calling us to be. Father, I thank you right now for strategic partners that you are bringing together, Lord, that we can be at the right place at the right time. Father, people that will stand together with us to ensure victory. Lord, I pray right now that you would bring supernatural resources, that, Father, you would use what people even have in their hand naturally. Use it supernaturally because you want to win the battle and fight for us. If you just keep your eyes closed and your head bowed just for a moment. I just want to say one more prayer. I know that people are watching us that don't normally come to our church, and I'm so glad that you're watching. Today I want to give an invitation to you to allow Jesus to rise up on the inside of you. You know, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants to have a relationship with you. Jesus died on the cross, so today you can be forgiven of all your sins. And one day when you take your last breath on earth, you can take your first breath in heaven and stand before God. Not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. And if you'll say, I can have faith in that today, I can believe in that, then Jesus can come inside your heart. I want to pray with you today. Maybe you've never invited him into your life, or maybe today you want to rededicate your life to him. Would you pray with me? Just repeat after me. Say this simple prayer. Say, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Father God, today I invite you into my heart. Forgive me of all of my sins. I repent. I want to turn away from sin. And Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I will live for you. Wow. Let me welcome you to the family of God. We're so glad that you tuned in today. Listen, would you send us a quick email and info at passionlifechurch.com and just let us know, hey, I prayed that prayer with Pastor Phil today. Would love to just connect with you. And hey, listen, if you're in the Marietta area, once we get back to getting together, would love for you to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Vista Marietta Valley High School. Listen, it's time to rise. This is part one in this series. Are you ready? I'm so excited. It's burning inside me. We love you. Have a great day. It's time to rise. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.